Welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number Nine. And this is the full. And we are doing our live pod live cast today as we lead up to the match today between the Black Caps and Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, virtual virtual quarterfinal, where the team uh, for at least for New Zealand, if they get to win, they go ahead to the next round. A bit yeah. more complicated for Afghanistan, though. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a three-way at that point, but yes, we should start the pre-show. We should go to WT Bass and tell people to come on to our pre-show. Probably should, yes. I mean, have actual people on the pre-show? Yes. And we're going to do a live commentary for the cricket tonight. Come join us if you really like or really hate cricket. Yeah. But if you're ambivalent, no, we don't. We've got too many people who are ambivalent. About <laughs> cricket, uh, we don't... We don't have room for cricket yeah. uh, people who are, like, apathetic. <laughs> Afghanistan's net run rate is not terrible, 1.4. So no, they, it's only 0.2 behind. It's India. only 0.2 behind India, but India do have a game against Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, so there is that. So it will, we can assume it'll at least go up by another 0. Yeah. 0. 0.2 or 0.3. Like, obviously, New Zealand beats... Um, uh, Afghanistan, it's all over, over anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that's the the simple calculation. Is New Zealand beats Afghanistan, we go through. Doesn't matter what anybody. Else. Of course, if Scotland beat India, also it doesn't matter. The way mm. Afghanistan will go through if they beat New Zealand, then. Yeah. It would have been more interesting than if this game was the later game and India played Afghanistan, uh, Scotland first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could happen. Scotland, they could do it. They could. It'd be like, ah, we've come to this tournament, we want to win at least one game. Kill one giant. Like, it's crazy that the other group had, like, three teams on eight points. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was a very crazy end. And poor South Africa. West Indies sort of just were like, yeah, a bit of fun. And Australia got... I think West Indies were trying their best. Oh, they were win. trying. Well, that was other, now they're now they have to be in the qualifying to get get into next year's World Cup because you know that's how it, the World Cups are normally done once every year. Yeah. Uh, all the um, peoples are suggesting that it, Pakistan may have. Uh, the sorry, India may have gone too hard, made it too difficult for Pakistan. Sorry, for uh, Afghanistan. So that means Afghanistan won't try? Maybe, because I think they've already qualified for the next tournament. I see, yeah. I don't know, so, I think. Nothing to lose, right? May as well. Yeah, that's everything at how it. I feel. Like, nothing to lose, you may as well. I, given I picked them to go ahead, <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they won. At the moment, they're in the spot where they automatically qualify for the next year World Cup, and it's unlikely they'll go ahead even if they beat New Zealand, because, like in all honesty, India's not gonna 
lose that game against uh, Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Now, the question is how well will India, uh, New Zealand play against Afghanistan's Rispin? That is going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The um, so we've got the wrist spinners. Uh, obviously, Ash, uh, the uh, Rashid Khan is one of the best, and then we've got Ish Sodi, and Mitchell Santner, and uh, it's the thing whether Mujib will be able to play for Afghanistan or not, and Mohammed Nabi. Because well, if New Zealand do go through, I do get this point, get the feeling that Kane Williamson can just win back-to-back -back tosses and win the World Cup. Because <laughs> that's kind of what it comes down to, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Especially in this day and age. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting that leg spin... Just, uh, it's while it's incredibly effective in T20 and almost like the cheat code, and there's very few of them in the five-day game. Yeah. And like, and I think it's very hard for T20. Like Rashid Khan has done okay for Afghanistan when uh, playing against teams like Bangladesh, uh, but they. There's very few that have done well in the five-day game. Like, I'm just trying to think maybe there's only Yasir Shah of Pakistan. Is a test match yeah. leggy. And, like, everybody else, like, because leggies and yeah, test yeah. matches, they're, to be successful, you have to have a really good stock ball. So you just keep bowling that really good stock ball really well, and your variations come out very rarely. Whereas your T Twenty, you want to keep bowling different over and over again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. gotta gotta have the variations. It's all about having good variations and good, um, just yeah, different ball yeah. every ball. So you say in test match, yeah, you need to bowl almost the stock standard leg break all the time, all the time, all the time, and then every now and then just throw in the, one of the variations. Yeah. That's sort of the opposite of T20. Yeah. In terms of bowling um, strategy. Yeah, and like it's also, I think there's not much, like I think New Zealand ironically have a decent amount of wrist spinners in the first class game that are playing and I think New Zealand specifically are trying to promote spin like promote spinning pitches and all this like that's a, I know that's the forefront of NZ crickets like we got to try and make pitches that grow good spin bowlers because we want to be able to win test match series away from home and all this but like you know there's not that many for but even like we're not going to say new zealand have many this is just mini by new zealand standards right whereas the aussies who are traditionally like one of the big 
the Richmond places, they don't have too many coming up. And uh, England, and you know, the subcontinent, it's all about the offies and maybe the occasional left arm spin. Like there's wrist spinners for yeah. like white ball cricket, like Chahal and Chahar, the like. But everyone else is like finger spinner. But, no, I think you're right. That New Zealand's definitely trying to promote more spinners in the first class game. Yeah, it became very for a while there. It wasn't very spin friendly yeah. conditions or pitches, and so you say it didn't really. Our batters didn't really learn yeah. how to deal with spin. It became very obvious as soon as they went away from New Zealand conditions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I think the the toss is obviously going to be really, really important in this game. But te- Afghanistan, for the first two games, they played batted first after winning the toss, which is obviously... Okay, teams rarely do that, uh, and the teams that do tend to have Rashid Khan in them. So, you know, fair enough. They have Rashid Khan, so pick that box. Um, and, but from then on, you've got the whole whether you, uh, if Pakistan, if you were Afghanistan, would you let New Zealand chase? Like, you use your best basically your bowling attack to defend? I feel like if any team can do that, it's Afghanistan. At the same point, I don't know if I'd want to let that happen anyway, just because, yeah. like, if you won the toss, you might as well that second. But I feel with Afghanistan, they've got the team not to worry about it as much. Like, if, yeah. they, if they do lose the toss in New Zealand, that's what we'll bowl first. And Afghanistan's one of the few teams around, I feel, that can defend. Yeah. And can set themselves up to defend totals. Yeah. Um, they have a good lefty in Hamid Hassan as well, so Yeah, yeah. It's a tough uh left arm left arm fast bowler. So there's a decent bowling attack there for Afghanistan all round, not just their spin, which is obviously very good. Um So apparently, uh, Ishsodi had the concussion test and he's been cleared to play. So that's, oh, that's good. good. So, an unchanged lineup. Like, everybody's gotten runs at some point in this uh, tur- tournament for New Zealand. So, um, the uh, we've got. Martin Guptill got a good score. Daryl Mitchell, Kane Williamson kind of finished that game. Daryl Mitchell um, kind of won for us. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't had a big innings. Neither has Devin Conway at this stage, um, who's also wicket-keeping. So that's, that's a good balance, I think, in the team. But I think the fact that we finally got to see what Glenn Phillips and Jeremy Nisham can do is good. Because I think... That's like one of the key parts of that order, like that lower order hitting. Like, is like if we get Glenn Phillips and Jimmy Nisham to get a, a decent few overs, yeah, yeah, from the middle to the depth, then we can get a good score, even if we're batting first. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like, and, and 
a good score, if we can get a good score, then at least allow scoreboard pressure to yeah. do a bit. And maybe then also sudden death pressure comes into it as well. Especially since Afghanistan have got to, got to really chase. They, they can't really do it in whatever we set, you say. They can't do it in 20 overs. They've got to do it in 16 or 16 overs, whatever. We'll work out that. Yeah. Um, possibly quicker to actually put pressure on India against Scotland. So that they can... Yeah. Um, that net run rate means something. Yeah, so apparently Afghanistan and New Zealand have never faced each other in T20Is. Oh, yeah. find incredible. And... Apart from Martin Guptill, all of New Zealand batters have gone in strike rates of 111 or below against spin. Oh dear. Yeah. So there's a. If, even if New Zealand were to qualify for the next round, um, I guess they'll be facing England. So they yeah, still yeah. have to look at facing Moin Ali and um, Adil Rashid. Exactly. But the there rest is that. of. There is the the rest of England's bowling are kind of there for the taking if they can uh, put pressure on England. Yeah, exactly. I think the Africa sort of showed that. Yeah. To do their their um chase well, yeah, they chase well. No, they're setting well. So and and definitely got the. Um, Runs that were needed. So, what's funny mm. here is the Wickenfoot thing says it's Pakistan versus Scotland, but clearly it's India versus. Scotland. <laughs> Hilarious. So there's a few people out and about. I think Illuminati and. Uh, Nimrock and supposedly Twixt, but we know better than to assume Twixt is actually there. We like for top score today, by the way. Mm. I don't know. I feel Captain May. I think Daryl Mitchell. Daryl Mitchell, definitely option. Captain uh, had that 90, and I feel like. He's still got got some to do. Yeah, I was going to say this might be his last T20i World Cup, and then I remembered, oh, wait, there's a second T20i World Cup exact just next year. So yeah. <laughs> he's playing now. He can probably look to play next year, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, R. Ashvin has already said India's going to offer their physio to help Mujib recover. Or is it Namibia or Scotland that India are playing? Oh, maybe it's Namibia then. I thought it was Scotland too. I thought it was Scotland as well. That's why Pakistan are playing Scotland. That makes sense. Right. Right. India are playing on Tuesday against Namibia. Ah. I should probably like our channel. Oh no, yeah. I already do like our channel. Also, oh, there's a few others, hey. um, a few other users on, on Twitch anyway. Yeah. There's another 
TV uh, viewer, Debbie Moore, Ice Wizard, XYFM. Well, welcome, welcome to our Twitch. Thanks for coming. Um, if you have Discord and wanted to chat back to us, more than welcome to get on there and yeah, come at us with your questions and whatnot. Yeah. See, get any new people to join in. You never know you like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> The same as another tournament in a year's time as well. So that is another tournament in a year's time, in theory. In theory. In Australia, assuming, you know, COVID protocols. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wonder if that's why New Zealand are totally like opening is like, yeah, we don't care about numbers anymore. We're open. Come in, come in. Oh, we can have this T20 World Cup if Australia doesn't win it. <laughs> It would be a bit funny if that was within the um, thought process, but I think not. Yeah. I think it's just the, the fact that it's doubter and doubter is a pain to eliminate. So you sort of have to deal with it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, we're going to probably get 500 peak at our peak. Yeah. So, and the government's kind of told everybody to expect that to happen. Yeah, yeah thing with the vaccines that limits the impacts as well as, as the spread so there's at least one thing exactly uh so did you hear about aaron rogers no so the great quarterback of the green bay packers was asked before the season if he was vaccinated and he said yes i'm immune. so he said i am immunized everybody dropped it yeah and left it be and now he's got covid and he do isn't vaccinated <laughs> oh dear yeah. he tried to tell the nfl that his whatever crystal magic he was using should yeah. count <laughs> oh no Oh, and no, they're no, like, no. nope, you got to follow the protocols of a non-vaccinated person, which he has done. Yeah. So that's not, yeah, he's kind of misled the media, but yeah, that's one yeah. thing. Yeah, that's neither here nor there, but it's still funny. That's a little bit funny, but oh but... dear, oh dear, oh dear. And like, because a lot of people who were um, back, who are were not vaccinated, uh, Got, so got a lot of crap for it and so yeah. like both anti-vaxxers and vaxxers hate him because he's like you didn't want to take the crap and yeah and you know anti-vaxxers like you didn't want to take the crap so you didn't say it yeah. that you weren't vaccinated and like obviously like non-anti-vaxxers are like yo what the fuck get vaccinated so i see here they did speak out in a, a show saying i'm not anti-vax or flat earther so that's quite funny it's putting those two together that's another way of, of getting the anti-vax crowd to be upset with you as well. So, yep. Sounds like he wasn't really that interesting. Yeah, I was allergic to it, and alternative medicine seemed a good idea. And if he has a medical exemption, that's fine. But even yeah. then, he has to follow the non-vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, especially if he's got a medical... Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, he's got a medical exemption for the um, mRNA vaccine. Is allergic to an ingredient in it? 
he was just going down the alternative medicine route to being back instead of you know other alternatives right if he's legitimately not got a medical reason why he can't take it then he can't take it like there's nothing you can yeah 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 because the, there's a few Green Bay fans who are upset with it because, like, you know, not being vaccinated puts you at a disadvantage because in this situation you might miss two games, which mm. could be life or death. It'd be the difference between home, you know, conference finals versus not home conference finals. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He didn't well, say which um, ingredient is allergic to or how he knows he's allergic, but he just he said in the interview that he was allergic to it. That's why he was going down a different route. Right. So, take that as you as you want. Take that as you will. Yeah. If you take it at face value, it's like okay, fair enough. But then you don't say you're immunized. <laughs> like that's. Yeah. Well, no, because he'd he'd got an alter. He went down alternative medicine yeah. route and was like, I am immunized. I'm immunized by using the crystals or whatever he was using. Yeah, just not like, with the vaccine. Right, and uh, yeah, and like rightfully the uh, NFL went, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This means you're not vaccinated. That's a yeah, nah from us. But I think I like that in cricket, they're just like, yeah, don't get vaccinated. Yeah, you don't cover the tournament. Fine. Like, we're, you know. Yeah. They're like, Potentially, this was going to be played in India, which is a hotbed of um, hotbed of uh, Delta. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. Who knows? Well, that tournament will actually end up, and if it will be next year, and we'll put off for another year, or whatever they're going to do with it. Yeah, we'll see. Crossed. Also, and other news. So Trent Bolt and Colin de Grandhomme have dropped out of the India tour. Oh. So I think this was already going to be well. They've said bubble fatigue. Like I'm, like, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna dwell on that. You know, if you have bubble fatigue, you have bubble fatigue. That's yeah, yeah. Fine. Uh, like not fine, but you know, you you need to take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm not gonna hold that against you. Um, the um. The flip side is uh, who that changes the ball because uh, I think what do you think that puts our chances at in India? Um, I would say that lessens chances quite significantly, um, especially for Bolt. Like yeah, I it was already going to be a very tough series in yeah. India. I think I think uh, look at not having Colin either. Like he's a sort of bowler that probably would do. Well, on the pitches, I don't know. We're missing his batting. I don't really feel if you're replacing Colin with Jimmy, yeah, okay, probably okay. Then. Or, or maybe <laughs> if you're replacing Colin with Mitchell Santner and you're yeah, taking yeah. another, uh, and you're taking in another spinner like Ajaz Patel, yeah, or Sodi, yeah, yeah, get or, good. or three, yeah, yeah, um, so. I think you need to have uh, Neil Neil Wagner just because yeah. overs he's so good. Jamie Paul Jamieson's just so good against India. Yeah, and he's had a season of playing IPL on those pitches. To yeah, learn. exactly. And we've got Tim Saudi. So it'll be. It's not the bowling that's my issue really. I'm 
more wondering what's gonna uh be the um you know what's gonna be the uh how our batting stands up like without CDG and like it's definitely a weaker batting lineup if we're replacing CDG with Marshall Santner. Yeah, but then uh, I don't know CDG never. Doubt he hasn't been that great on spinning pitches. Maybe I'm just wrong. Like, um, like looking at our top five, Tom Blundell's untested in Indian conditions. Um, yeah. Devin Conway's untested in Indian conditions. Yeah, yeah. We've got Tom Latham, who's an absolute gun in Indian conditions. Yeah, yeah. He does really well. Um, we've got Kane Williamson, who, you know, if he's not, we assume he's going to do well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kane levels. He'll do Kane stuff, like, like he always does. Do you beg Ross Taylor not to retire? Yeah, you almost do. I feel like you need to because we know that um, Henry Nichols is terrible against offspin. Yeah. Like, has how much has he been working on his facing offspin in the off season to improve? But I'm sure in if Jared Kimber's made a video about how bad you are against offspin, I'm sure India knows that you're pretty bad against offspin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Bruce. to Jared Kimber. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. Fairly well-known stat now. Yeah. So if he is... I mean, I think he... I, don't, I think he can recover. I think he is talented. Um, but he's a number five. Uh, num Tom Blundell uh, coming in at number six, okay. He's untested. So do you need to have Jimmy at number seven? That sort of lineup? Just to give it some solidity. Yeah, I think you almost do. And number four, you need to have Ross Taylor because yeah, you need that experience as well. Yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, I mean, Will Young is a good player, but it's tough to be making your uh, debuts. Oh, I guess he made his debut tour in England, but it's different conditions, and I guess at some point he has to. Base, but we'll see. Yeah, exactly. It's not in uh, it. It's in Octoberish time. I think it's more around at the time when it does spin a bit more. Yeah, it's a bit warmer. Yeah, yeah, still yeah. at time of year. So yeah, right after the T Twenty World Cup, the boys are gonna go have to work hard and do who would you do you think Matt Henry just slots in to replace Bolt the squad if not the team yeah I think that's the natural replacement there yeah uh, if I enter the squad um yeah seems the 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 he's and he's been the the natural replacement for either Bolt or or Salve in the the last little bit Last few seasons, and there's yeah. no real reason not to think that will continue. Just because they want to take an, an out and out fast bowler like Adam Milne or. Yeah, Adam Milne, I think, should be given a chance, at least in the squad, if not yeah. 
necessarily he gets an opportunity in the game in the games or not. Um, like this is how I see the openers. Obviously, you're gonna keep Conway and Latham. Um, yeah, have been successful. Um, you have Kane at three, Ross at four, um, Nichols at five. Yeah, I guess. Lundell at six. Yeah. Carl Jameson at seven. Um, Mitchell Satner at eight. Yeah. Uh, I would have another spinner, either Ish Sodi or Ajaz Patel at yeah, uh, yeah. number nine. Um, and Saudi. I'm like you. Obviously, I'm not saying this is the batting order for when it comes after number eight onwards. Yeah. Probably Saudi would be number nine and Ajaz Patel at number ten. Yeah. Um, and then your eleventh guy, it's either Matt Henry or uh, Neil Wagner, right? Yeah. Um, so do you open with Neil Wagner? Is he gonna like that's gonna make him very tired because he's so good as the first change bowler. And if you're not opening with Neil Wagner, are you opening with Kyle Jamieson and him Saudi? Yeah, well, it's pretty much in that lineup that you've got. That's pretty much what you have to do. He's not gonna get that much swing as conditions, so he's no. gonna have to be the spoiler guy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think or, yeah, Jameson Salvi opening is probably yeah. the best there. And your Wagner is first change, and you've got the two spinners in yeah. your. Yep. In or fact, you... it may be a, a case of Satna. You know, I know you weren't really doing batting order, but Satna batting above Wagner, above um, Jameson. So you continue picking Jameson as the bowler, as opposed to an all rounder option, as they've been doing. Even though really he's an all-rounder. I feel like Kyle, Kyle Jamieson is a better batsman than Mitchell Satner at test level. Yeah, it's probably true. But I was just thinking from more the um, pressure of performing. So yeah, you, yeah. You... I think either of those two are good enough to bat number seven. Yeah. They're absolutely well capable of batting number eight. Like, no doubt in yeah, my yeah. mind. Like, that's... I say, it was um... just more the... The pressure of performing in India. I mean, like, well, we like, know Satna's been there, done that, so... Would you rather Carl Jamieson gets a chance to bat in with those three wickets in hand rather than only two? I suppose there's that as well. Like, where does he feel comfortable? Um, like, Minch Satner will be happy to, like, bat alongside a, a senior batter and, you know, can get yeah. to a 50 with that guy. Whereas I think Carl Jamieson, if the team is struggling and you've lost wickets early, Carl Jamieson's the guy who can like fire a quick fire fifty with him Saudi, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I do get that. Yeah, I was more just thinking from the mental like, point of view. Satner can Satner can be like the spoiler on the other end with Carl Jamieson if need be. Yeah, yeah. I think the two of them could probably be interchanged however you want in that um, seven eight spot. I don't think it's. I don't think you lose either way. I was just yeah, yeah. thinking more from um, not putting too much expectations on on Kyle, so that he doesn't feel doesn't feel too much pressure. Um, but that's it. I mean, he's been in the team long enough now, and he's been performing and stuff. I don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah, and that he can be freely picked as an all rounder and be expected to bat and contribute with the bat as well, because he has yeah. been so. If he can bat number seven, that solves a lot of problems for New Zealand going forward, right? Like, mm. gives the team so many options. If you have the 
It becomes a four line, goes from a three lines attack to a four lines attack. Yeah. And you can pick a spinner, like a genuine spinner, not somebody who's there, who's been like a compromised choice because he bats okay. You know, like just purely on how good a spinner they are. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think putting Carl Jams in it properly into the all rounder slot gives us much more flexibility. Because you have, say, TDG, you have Satner, you have Jameson, you have Nisham. So that gives a lot of flexibility in those sort of um, all rounder spots of seven and, yeah. and, and eight. Um, and potentially with Nisham and Satner, you know, batting at, at six instead and letting the wicketkeeper bat at seven. A bit more rest if we need to, if there'd been a, a long, you know, a couple of long days in the field or something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, uh, Tom Blundell is, I think, a very good bat. Somebody who yeah. could even open the innings level of good bat. Oh, I think he, he's I think a he perfect. Is, he's a very, I think a very good number six. Yeah, no, he's a perfect replacement for Watling. Yeah. And that, yeah, he can definitely bat at six, and and yeah. and not be out of place. Um, and most times, I think our order batting will will be such that. He'll have enough of a rest between the innings, fielding and, and the bat, and when he needs to go out and bat, that it's not going to be that big a deal. Um, so that's the only other issue is that the bookkeeper is having to concentrate the most on the field is right. So yeah. do the most drained coming out of off yeah, the field. Uh, so. Do you reckon at some point Carl Jamison could bat six and Tom Blundell seven with Mitch Satner eight? Yeah, yeah. I I look at it and think that Satner's already at the point or Nisham is already at the point they can probably bat six, and Jameson definitely will get to the point in the not too distant future if he's not already there. That like assuming New Zealand bat, bat first, win the toss, bat first sort of situation mm. in the test match, like not chasing. Um, would you not rather Blundell come in at six? Like oh no, definitely bat- no no. Blundell's. I'm not arguing that Blundell doesn't fit the six spot. Yeah um, yeah. It was more just from a flexibility point of view of you know if he's been fielding out in the field for a long time. I think like six is too much to ask of Carl Jamieson at mm. this point. Like this seven point, yeah. is like that. I would I think quite happily a drawn series as as a result. That's a yeah. a good a good outcome. Um like a drawn series there given we have to play what South Africa at home, um England away, a team I think we can beat South Africa at home, which is gonna be a tough one. Um but yeah the and we've got, I think, Pakistan away? Given everything. There's India and England. Yeah. And the West Indies and Pakistan have a drawn series. Kanpur is notoriously... In England. Yeah, in England. That's next year. have any... Home test yet. Yeah, yeah. We find out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if we can sweep the home series and take one away series, that's going to be go a long way to... Yeah, that'll definitely go a long way to, to putting us in a, a good spot. And, yeah, even if... And draw... Yeah. Uh, Boxing Day hasn't yet been determined, but I assume that's going to be the basin. Yeah, yeah, if it's Boxing Day. Most likely. And there's one from 3rd Gen to 7th Gen, which probably somewhere like Mount Manganui? 
it depends on on where they can, I guess, around COVID and stuff. So they might go Hagley just because it's more likely to have, be allowed to have crowns easier. But, um, yeah, 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 sure. But yeah, it that depends on all that. And New Zealand, South Africa are supposed to play February next year. All right. That'll be a good series. Yeah, I think I'm a bit... Then then go to England in... Yeah. Uh, June. Go to Pakistan at some point, November next year. Yeah, yeah. And they host Sri Lanka. December, December. That'd be good as well. Yeah. We seem to always be hosting Sri Lanka here. It seems. Yeah, yeah. Sri Lanka's the eternal visitor. Yeah. But there's a reason for that, apparently, because they're because they don't have a until last season, they didn't have a franchise league. So right. Their board is heavily dependent on visiting and you know have hosting teams all right play. yeah yeah sri lanka's played the most number of internationals after england all right and test matches like you wouldn't yeah. think about that like cuz you know england play a lot of test matches cuz they do, they do a minimum three test series pretty much all the yeah, time yeah yeah all the time yeah so yeah yeah right. sri lanka's out there touring away doing the hard yards. I thought certain people had already gone to bed. But they oh, they had. These certain people should should learn a bit. Yes. I'm sure they'll be okay. Harder okay. to like be read them the riot act when it's like, yeah, but I don't have school tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, say what you want. Yeah, I can sleep in. Fine. It actually works well for me if you sleep in. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that plan. Go to sleep <laughs> now and sleep in. That's a great idea. Yep. Yeah. My ones haven't quite learned the whole sleep in thing. Oh, no, mine hasn't learned how to sleep in either, but she pretends. And <laughs> basically... The last few, like she's managed to, like she get, by sleeping I'm in, she wakes up at 8.30. Yeah. Like that's the sleep in. Like she's not sleeping in till 10, 11. Sort of no, thing. no. 8.30, that's a big sleep in. There you go. I wish my ones were that late. Yeah, but I think if she was asleep by like 8 or 9, she'd be up at like Seven. Yeah. So, can ask Twix if he's listening. Can you hear us? If you're listening. Not back on Twitch yet. Not showing in the users yet. Oh yeah, then. Got the other four. Still there for us. Or if anybody else on the chat would like to. They can hear both of us.
Otherwise, I guess it's come to Discord. Yeah. Sure. Now, we quick look at the tournament so far. Yeah. Well, do you think the two best teams have topped each group? Um. Yes. I think, yeah, I think the two best teams in each group of the tournament have, have done it. Um, I know South Africa came mightily close, and it was a bit of disappointment. And having beaten England in the last game, yeah, that's a, a wonderful result for them. But they didn't, meet, didn't manage to beat Australia in the first match, so. Yeah. Um, and also, I think a bit of that match was win toss win match for Australia, so. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the toss has been incredibly relevant, I want to say, in this World yeah, Cup. Yeah. That be fair. That's, yeah, yeah. It's always fair. Exactly what happens. I think, other than like the games against the associates or against teams that are extreme, an extremely poor form, the the side batting second has just won. Yeah, I think South Africa against England is the only exception to that rule. They managed yeah, to defend. And I think India, when the England's game against Sri Lanka showed the advantage. Sri Lanka were chasing um, uh, England's yeah. score. And they looked comfortable, yeah. Yeah, uh, comfortable doing it almost. And we know England are probably a better T20 side than Sri Lanka. Yeah. Not unfair. I think Sri Lanka have done really well this tournament, though. Um, yeah. A very... Worthy of their awesome kits, as we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, some some good young players coming up to the ranks. Because, as I mentioned, there's a lot of, like, issues in Sri Lankan cricket with them not having a franchise league and yeah. players uh, not getting paid, etc., etc. So a bunch of the... A couple of their players... Two or three of their players have be, have gotten picked for um, the IPL. And their captain, yeah. Hasranga, is one of them. I oh, think cool. yeah. an incredible tournament. He's one of the players who are in your, I think, team of the tournament, 11s. Like, both with the bat and the ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you've got your... Uh, and, like, we knew Bangladesh, uh, they're very over-reliant on Shakib al-Hassan. And then they yeah. should have won that first game against Sri Lanka. Um, but And then two drop catches. Well, catches lose you matches. Dropping catches lose you matches. So that's yeah, yeah. just going to happen. But the whole, um, yeah, the they haven't played well. And once Shakib got injured, we knew it was going to be very difficult for them to uh, uh, compete against the others. Um, the India, yeah, it's one of those things, right? If India were, had started off their tournament the way they fit, they played their last two games, they would be favorites. Yeah, exactly. Beating into, but like losing to Pakistan and then losing to New Zealand, just, you know that you've put yourself in a position where you're depending on other results. Yeah, other teams exactly. To do, to do favors for you. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, 
don't get me wrong, if India make the semis and New Zealand lose, they're a tough team for England to beat, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, we've got our other semi-final matchup, Australia-Pakistan. Do you... I think, this is the thing, I think Australia's happy to just make the semis. They're cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just basically focused on the Ashes. Yeah, and I At think... That's the impression I get from them. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and I think at the moment, Pakistan's on such white-hot for this tournament. They've just really... Yeah. Gone. I, we're we're here wrong. to win, so... Like, don't get me wrong. If Australia win the toss bat second, Pakistan oh, yeah. are going to have a tough game, but it's a game I think they can win. Yeah. Because they are that good. Yeah, I think exactly. Um... I think that's about. I think if it's the other way around, I think Pakistan wins the toss. I don't know if Australia's got it to to beat them, but I think you're right in that if Australia wins the toss in that second, then Pakistan have got have got enough there to to potentially do it to to win batting first. I think Australia still become you know become favourites because that's the way of T20 these days. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, a closer game that way than the other way around, where Pakistan just wins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if the Australia play Pakistan, Pakistan won the toss bat second, we're just going to be like, yep, see you later, Australia. Yeah, it was nice to have you. Pakistan's in the finals, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, if it's England, New Zealand, it, yeah, win the toss, win the game. Yeah. You say England, India... Could be a bit, a bit more like Pakistan, Australia with Pakistan batting first, where India batting first might be able to hold it, um, and very outside influence of Afghanistan, England as the other quarter could be interesting just for the um, throwing England a curveball. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that New Zealand's only lost game was against. Uh... Was it the game that they lost the toss? Yeah, yeah. So while I don't necessarily think New Zealand are on paper the uh, second best team in the group, they, um, the fact uh, they had some of the toss luck and they just you know, carried it through. And we all know that the... This is why you should always pick Kane Williamson to be your captain. It's tosses. <laughs> He's the perfect captain. He wins the toss. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, New Zealand played poorly in that game against Pakistan, so I'm not... Yeah, yeah. Um, not making... I'm not saying Pakistan didn't deserve to win, or Pakistan are not a be- were not the better side that day. But all your close games have been won by the team betting second. So, yeah. That's the moral yeah, yeah. of the story. That is the moral of the story. I think you're very, win very toss, true. Win, toss, bowl first. Yeah, that's the, the magic um, formula for winning T20. Exactly. As long as you've got a halfway decent team or close enough in skill, that's how it works. Yeah. I mean, even um, almost worked for Scotland. I mean, it was 16 runs still. 
and he's gonna win by, but yeah, Portland you know, showed that you know you can put in a a, a solid chase, um, even as a so-called minnow, um, a batting second. Yeah, like as an associate side, I think they're quite uh, proud of that performance against New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Um, even Namibia, um, bad try like that's the game where Pakistan won the toss, batted first just to test themselves. To be yeah. like, you know, we are gonna have to bat first at some point in this tournament. Yeah. Um, they scored one eighty nine, decent. They scored maybe a one forty four. Like, you know, that shows you like how much easier it is to bat second. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure, they won by forty five runs, but you know, that's the his they um yeah it's the uh the fact that. Namibia uh, managed to get 140-odd against Pakistan, batting second. Yeah, this shows the value the toss has. Yeah, exactly. And I think the only side that won the toss, elected to field, and lost that is probably one of the top sides is Afghanistan in their game against India. Yeah. And that, like, we can agree, like, that is like an incredible performance from India, one of the best performances by any team this tournament. I think it pretty much is the best performance by any team. And I think the only ones to have scored 200 plus. Yeah. And this including Young, you've got four associate sides showing up against yeah. big stars that you would think might be able to you know, post big totals against them. But it's, yeah, India batting first against Afghanistan that put on a 200 plus, um, which is also showing that the value of, of if you do have to bat first, you need to bat big. Yeah. You need to have the, need to have the one the thing, thing that works for you, which is scoreboard pressure the, working for you. The, it's one of the few, uh, India have one of the few batsmen in the world who can really bat big and do it consistently. That's, uh, uh, Rohit Sharma, right? He's just basically Mr. T20 runs. But yeah, I know exactly. India's obsessed with anchors. God knows why. <laughs> it's just so much of that theory. India, oh. Pakistan to an extent, and uh, Australia. Like, New Zealand, if it wasn't Kane Williamson, like, we wouldn't have an anchor in this team. Like, this is the reason why Ross Taylor's not there. Like, yeah, we yeah. just have the one guy who's there because he's the captain. And Yeah, we have one anchor. If Brendan McCullum was still the captain of the T20 side, I don't think Kane Williamson would necessarily be in that T20 team. No. He was captaining the ODI and test sides. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't uh, know. It's, it's, he's still... Yeah, I think you're right. I was going to say, like, the anchor role still has a value... When you've got one of them. I think it's of got yeah. a value when you've got a weak ball batting lineup. But yeah, yeah. if you're India and you, you, all the way down, you have three or four players who can average thirty at a strike rate of one forty five plus. Yeah, yeah. Why are you trying to convert them into players who average fifty at an av- with a strike rate of one thirty plus? Why? Yeah. Like it's unnecessary. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Completely like those players who who strike at 130 plus an average 40 to 50, they're a dime a dozen in T20 level. Like, there's so many of them. Whereas you're one, people who can, you know, consistently get like, uh, you know, 30 plus runs at one, 
uh, at the strike rate of 140 plus, they're so rare, so incredibly difficult to find. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just... And and the thing is, you don't need to bet long, because it's not a long game. Like, it's only 20 yeah. hours. Like... I feel like, unless you... It's the thing, right? Like, your te unless you're building a team with wingbacks, having only one wingback is a luxury. You don't need it. Yeah, exactly. Just have fullbacks. Just have fullbacks, or just have like midfielders who track back and forth. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like if we're doing a soccer analogy. Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> like if you have a team with really good, wing hardworking wingers who track back and defend, then you know you don't need your fullbacks to be super defensive. They can run, go forward, and bomb. You know, bomb and get runs. Yeah. yeah. Now. The yeah, so like India, England. See, England don't bother with an anchor. Like every single one of their players hits. I think England have perfected the uh, West Indies 2016 formula, where they have six hitters, but their bowlers don't. Their batters don't just sit there and block when they're not getting a six. They rotate the strike because the other guy can yeah, get yeah. a six too. Yeah, exactly. Like is this able to get a six? No. Okay. Boundary. Oh, not boundary. Let's rotate. They've the replaced the dot ball with a two or a or a single. Like yeah, yeah. usually a two, and like it's basically made them into this incredible batting unit. Yeah. Well, that is also a secret of T20, which is you need to have power power hitters. But yeah, as you say, it's it's a boundary I, or a single, or or some you know, tuck it into a gap and and run as hard as you can and see how many you can get off that. And just keep yeah, the score I, ticking along. Yeah, and the Windies had a point because their uh, argument was the team that scores more sixes tends to win games, and that's completely valid. Like, yeah, it's actually a true state. <laughs> and so building your entire game around that, like, completely makes sense. It's the balls that you're not hitting for six or four, but what are you doing with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Thing you got to the writer that the hitter's got to hit, but the same thing you can't just block I mean, four balls and hit a six and then think what you're doing after the last ball. Like yeah, and in yesterday's game, if if Australia had to bat first, like if they had lost the toss, they would have lost that game. The West Indies would have beaten them. Oh yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. The kind of form they were in. Like the batters were in, like, yeah. They uh, like Kieran Pollard was having was played a gem of an innings. Um, this is the thing. This is like the last dance for the West Indies, and they didn't win. Do like I think everybody thinks the Universe boss and Dwayne Bravo, maybe even Kieran Pollard, have all retired from T20Is well, now. Bravo. I think Dwayne Bravo has. He's said, officially retired. He's and, officially retired. He's going to play franchise cricket for as long as he can. But and Chris Gale, retired. Chris Gale, I think just wants to play one more. He wants to go out in Jamaica, so he wants to go back to Jamaica and like have a T20 match there, and that's his his last match. He doesn't want to retire. Yeah, not in Jamaica. I, I think he's implied he might be playing a, even a first class season for Jamaica. All right, yeah. So, but I think if the West Indies next year ask him to come to Australia, he's not going to say no. No, exactly. He's like that's my gut feel. I can't 
obviously confirm or deny yeah. uh, one way or the other. About you mean you don't have a, a, a personal line to Chris Gale? Oh, disappointing. Say, like I said, I can neither confirm nor <laughs> deny. Yeah, I think you're right, I think. Yeah, it sounds like ideally he wants to go out and have his final match in, in Jamaica. So have a T20 International with West Indies in Jamaica. And that's that's his, that's how he sees his final match going. Plays that match, and that's it. Um, yeah. So it's just whether that can be arranged or not, I guess. I think he's one of the few like uh, West Indian uh, Jamaican star players that still lives in Kingston. So, yeah, I could totally see that. Uh, yeah. Like, a lot of West Indian players like are based in America. I, I'd be yeah. surprised if he doesn't play in the new U.S. Major League cricket, which has come up. Yeah, yeah. I assume if they get that together, he would play. I mean, Chris Gale is a regular in playing games in the United States. They just... Like... Like, there's a very interesting podcast. Uh, again, shout out to Jared Kimber and his uh, Red Inker podcast where he talks to an American cricket journalist, as in a journalist, an American journalist who only reports on cricket. Good times for that guy. Sure, he yeah. gets a, a, a large readership. Yeah. Um, no, there's like a decent, very big readership because yeah. like every World Cup, literally, they... Apart from the home side, uh, I think since about 2007, apart from the home side, the, the country which has always sells the most number of tickets is the United States. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that's basically the Indian, Pakistani, uh, Bangladeshi, and Sri, Sri Lankan community that live there that like to travel. Look, if you have a India versus Pakistan game played in... Uruguay or Brazil, there will it will sell out. There will be Indian people from America going to watch that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who can afford to yeah, yeah, travel exactly. there and go there? So that's the um, thing. So in cricket has a lot of grassroots uh, and like participation, but as the way he mentions is like a lot of this is done through the business of brown paper bags. And literally, he says like you know people like Dwayne Bravo and Chris Gale show up to America, leave with the bag, brown paper bag, to back to the Caribbean. And it's like <laughs> they play these weekend T20 tournaments that just pop yeah. up in uh, America, like, randomly. Well, that's pretty and cool. The, all the marketing is done. Word. It's like literally like, it sounds like a 90s rave. <laughs> like the way he describes it. Just like, and all the DJs are getting paid in brown paper bags, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like all these tropes I'm so familiar with, just not in the context of cricket. <laughs> yeah, just not for an international cricket match involving like international superstars. Yeah, like it's not an international cricket match, but like you know, well, match involving international players stuff. and that's like, what I meant. But yeah. And like the crowd are not like teenagers or you know people from working class areas who can't afford it and are living on the edge of the law. These are like well-to-do upper middle class. Kids. <laughs> Are watching these games, which is exactly also why the cricket. There's always been a thing in America to try and break the cricket 
thing. Like, yeah. if, if cricket is even like nobody's saying cricket needs to be the most more popular than baseball or something ridiculous like NFL or yeah. basketball. Like, if cricket's even the sixth most popular sport in the United States, that's huge. Yeah. For cricket, like sixth after like football, soccer, football. That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I would be surprised, given the money and everything, if uh, players like Chris Gale and Dwayne Bravo didn't continue on playing in America and in these pop-up tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, saying so the money seems would be there for them and. It'd be easy enough on their bodies, I'm sure, that they could um it's could a manage weekend. It. I think it's basically they get something like forty to fifty K for a weekend's work. That's pretty good money. Yeah. In the off season, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's something that they do do. And there's uh So I think uh we could we uh, we'll definitely see more and more of America, especially if Major League Cricket is a success. Um, Corey um, Anderson is going there to play. He's moving to America permanently. Oh, cool. He may end up playing for the United States. Uh, good luck to him. Yeah, yeah. Even if he does well against New Zealand, I won't hold him back. I, no, no, I that's think, cool. I think he was picked quite young for New Zealand, had a lot of issues. Though he had good performances, especially in that 2015 World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Corey, uh, so I'll never forget watching a great 50 live at Hagley Oval in the opening of the 2015 World Cup against uh, Sri Lanka. Yeah. Uh, he'll always have a special place. Like every player who's scored a really brilliant knock in live, for me, has a special place in my heart. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that just happens with every sport, right? Like yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. live great performance. That's definitely something that, that sticks for you. If you're watching live and someone just has an outstanding game, you just remember it like, yeah, I was there when that happened. So, like, what would you rate as one of your best live performances you've seen? Um, um, like, I think the the league match you and I went to see where Sean Johnson just absolutely, like, ripped open the... Uh, Green Machine, the Canberra Raiders. Oh yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. That was like, that was incredible. Like to be fair, everybody was good that yeah, day. Yeah. Team was just on fire. Like I knew, I knew after watching that game live, they were gonna make the playoffs that year. Yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. was a pretty awesome match. Um, I mean, Blipsy All Blacks smash in Australia. Saw them two years ago, 2019. After they'd smashed us in Perth. And then we came back here and and we actually tore them apart. So yeah, that was always a good one. Um, yeah, and and the Kane Williams and Nokia against Australia in the world in the 2015 World Cup uh, match as well. Uh, that was always a good that one. That was an inc- I think that game like it sticks in my mind just because it was so close. But yeah, obviously like you know like we'll always if we ever meet Grant Elliott he, we're buying oh, him yeah. a beer. Of that so. game against South Africa. Is that as well? We would buy. I I got to see New Zealand against uh, Bangladesh as well. Martin Guptill scored a century. So is it, oh, yeah. see, it's always. I tell you how much it hurts me whenever I have to critique Martin Guptill. Yeah. Performances, because I really, really love him as a player, and like you know, 
case someone oh. like my dad knows and all these other things. Oh, so Yeah, whenever he um dad... whenever he's on form, Capital's just yeah. magical to watch. Even on the field, he's like my favorite fielder oh, yeah. to watch when I'm watch uh, when I'm watching live cricket, you know, yeah. at, at a stadium that is. And he's I mean, one thing for him is that his fielding's always on point. Like he's yeah. such a good fielder. He's almost worth in a T twenty match picking on his fielding alone and being like I, yeah. and he'll probably get us some runs, so my dad would tell was telling me for the tournament. He's like, oh, I don't know, Guptil still got it on the field, like you know, and he's like, I think he's gonna, but he's, I, I don't, if he's, he might even be a liability. And I was like, no way, Guptil's no longer as quick, mm. but he's still guppy. And then there was the match after New Zealand, like Bangladesh had two drop catches from uh, Leithon Dash. Yeah. Uh, the he dropped them exactly the way you know a wicketkeeper who's not wicket who's not in wicket who's not wearing the gloves will drop the catch. Yeah, yeah. Like, they look exact like in between our hands, both drop yeah, catches. Yeah. Uh, nice so, wide like, fingers. That doesn't yeah. work without gloves. Yeah, and like the uh, Martin Guptill took three catches exactly like those. Yeah. They're all bucket hands. I was just like, look. This is what Martin Guptil does for you, and then my dad was just like, "You're right. Like as a fielder, that's just pure value. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah no. Those catches that you take uh, are like the are like wickets, right? Especially in T20s where yeah. they're so uh, like a team that I think New Zealand as a team tend to make the most of their chances. They don't generate as many, but when they do generate them, they take them. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I think I'd agree that, in general, yeah, if there's a chance to be had, we're generally taking it. Um, it's very rare yeah. to see see one be put down. It, it happens, and I think it happened the other day. Sorry, dropped a catch, but um, generally, yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Also, like remembering some of the great performances I've seen. Like the first ever live cricket game I went to see was at in Eden Park in nineteen ninety seven. Sorry, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. And it was against Australia and it was a game where New Zealand were at one point a hundred and twelve for five, batting first. And <laughs> who else but Chris Harris came in and batted with uh Adam Prory and then eventually um uh, what's his uh, Daniel Vittori? He got a 75, got us to two, uh, uh, 225. This is back in the day when that Eden Park pitch was just slow and slow and yeah, yeah. take spin. And Mark Priest, of all people, Canterbury legend, got three yeah. wickets to win us the game. Yeah. Obviously, Chris Harris is a Canterbury legend as well, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, but he's also a Black Caps legend. Yeah. But Mark Priest <laughs> he's just a legend. is like, you have to be like. A real New Zealand cricket fan to recognize that name, I think. No, I yeah, I think so too. Like, well, at least to pick it up straight yeah. away. Um, yeah, he's got 400 wickets uh, first class. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he was a brilliant first class bowler. Yeah, didn't get as um, many um black caps chances, but that's his life yeah. sometimes. His life, exactly. But yeah, that was my first ever, and I think in my second ever game. New Zealand was playing the West Indies, and this is actually in, uh, it's not my second ever game, but it's one of my favorite games I watched at the, uh, Eden Park. Uh, it was on uh, New Year's Day uh, 2000, the first year of the millennium, Yeah. and uh, West Indies 
came on batting first. Brian Lara scored 85 of nice. 70 balls. Incredible knock. Yeah. <laughs> Just so good. Uh, they scored about 285-ish. And New Zealand chased that down with both Chris Keynes and Nathan Astle scoring uh, 80 each. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. And strangely enough, my um my memories of um, Black Caps games from the early 2000s tend not to remember the performances as well, but the atmosphere in the terraces. Yeah. Which were always hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. Melons and sure. getting claps off Stephen Fleming and... All the yeah. rest of it. Always. It was always fun times. Especially if you're playing Aussie and had one of them in the field down in front of us and we could give them shit for everything. But most of them were pretty good value and would give it back. So it was always fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the other thing is like most of the game it's been I think to be fair, against Australia, matches We've, I've watched at Aiden Park. I think I've only seen us lose to Australia once. Every game other, otherwise has been a win for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Whereas South Africa, the team, like at Aiden Park especially, like I just, whenever I go to watch New Zealand play South Africa, other than that World Cup, I remember, I think we talked about this because it's like I've never seen New Zealand beat South Africa at Aiden Park. Yeah, something like that, yeah. And you were like, you're not coming. And then I was like, no, I'm coming. <laughs> but, yeah. I couldn't say I wasn't coming. Just, you know, bad feeling about this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the, um, yeah, I think the, the atmosphere is just different at Eden Park, right? Like, the terraces, because it wasn't covered, you got just kept tricky because the sun was on you all day especially because there wasn't daylight tests you know you were watching especially day matches like if it was a uh starts at 12 yeah, yeah. 10 game that uh 10 11 game that finishes at about six seven o'clock yeah, yeah. To like a day nighter all the day games were always fun but people just got real crazy yeah yeah whereas it's like like way more like genteel now with the um, yeah yeah it's got a lot more civilized covered. they have sun they have shade like people like don't drink as much yeah yeah <laughs> and i think also like where we are at the terraces you now look at it side on instead of looking at it yeah down the pitch the, it used, used to be real good but you, yeah you could get to the side of the terraces and almost look directly down the pitch which was a fun place to be. Get in there, get your spot right. And... Down the pitch or directly as the bowler is bowling in so you get to see them walk, run in and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if they're a left-hander anyway, but... Yeah. So it looks like the news is Mujibur Rahman is the first to turn up for Afghanistan training and is wheeling away, bowling darts at the wicket. Oh, nice. Uh, Lance Klusner is keeping close watch. <laughs> Confirm. Who's the coach, obviously, of Afghanistan? But yeah, the 
Yeah, there was a rumor as well that uh, what you call India would lend Umrah to Afghanistan. <laughs> All hacks. So for the next T20 World Cup at the moment, we are playing some games that are relevant, like for the 2022 World Cup relevant games. USA is playing Belize Ooh. right now. Wow. And they're going to later on play Panama, and then bah the Bahamas are going to play Canada. This is all being played in the West Indies, uh, sorry, in Antigua at the Servir Richards Stadium. You know you're a gun when you've got a stadium named after you. I think that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and to mention other things, like uh, in the Africa group, to qualify, uh, Cameroon are playing Sierra Leone. Yeah. Cameroon scored 89 for 9. Off, off day out, Sierra yeah. Leone need 56 runs, but they've already three, 35 for 3. Yeah. Off 7 overs, but it looks like. The, the match being played in Rwanda. Yeah. And there's a game tomorrow between Botswana and Tanzania. Yeah. Tomorrow for us, which is still, like, maybe only a couple of hours away. Yeah. That's in two hours, 15 minutes. So. Yeah. That's great to see the so many countries outside the Commonwealth playing. Yeah. Uh, Cameroon, USA, obviously, we just mentioned Belize is obviously a Commonwealth country. I believe it's also a like a monarchy, like you know the queens, their queen. All right, yeah. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. We live in the Google era. Why am I <laughs> potentially saying wrong things? But yeah, I know it's a former. Uh, uh, you know, it's a former British colony. Yeah. But they have a royal anthem, so that better be a monarchy. <laughs> Unitary, yeah, constitutional monarchy. There you go. It's also one of the few uh, in Commonwealth countries where both English and Spanish are the official languages. Well, there you go. They like playing cricket. Yeah, can't blame them. No, can't blame them at all. Um, like commiserations because you know cricket will kill you, but yeah. <laughs> it, okay. Um, yeah. So we, I don't, I think I don't know when does the <clears throat> streams usually start. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, don't know yet. So I don't even know if I. <clears throat> I've got a, a April 1 yet or not. Yeah. We'll have to see. I was giving it until about 10.45, 10.50. And then start yeah. worrying about whether we can find anything. Yeah, we could. I'm going to have a few backups just in case. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Like, this is the one that I know works because there's like a billion, like, pop-ups. <laughs> Very carefully, like, 
close them all. But once you've done it, it's like, yep. It's one of those that are very difficult to watch on your phone, but kind of doable on a PC. Yeah, exactly. I can find myself some backups. Yeah. Okay, I think I found one that does work. They're already doing like previews. Oh, they're going to be the toss. Ooh. May or may not have sent you something that I'm not putting on the public. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that that was a thing. That may or may not have happened. Yep. Uh, so there's been four teams that bat first and one, and five teams that have bat second and one in group one. This group. Yeah. It actually is not a bad um ratio. Yeah. But when you consider there are two associates in this group. And I think in most of those cases they were batting they're the ones batting second to Yeah. Tails. Tails. Tails always fails, man. Tails always fails. Afghanistan going to do Bat first, so you're back to the... Bat first! Bat first, ooh. Celebrate good times, come on! Woohoo! Do, 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 do. That's a, yeah, a bold call there. There is... Yeah, it's a day game, like, I think day-night game he wouldn't bat first because of the yeah. dew. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, even skewed the whole batting, uh, the advantage of batting second. Portion of the more. world's population are cheering you today, Afghanistan. Uh, Mujib is playing. Nice. Watch on um, mute so that I don't crowd the stream with the. Commentary. Oh, he would have batted first, he says. Oh. That is interesting. Oh, it's on a well-used surface, I see. Expecting it to, to deteriorate more, and therefore batting second would be harder than normal. We going with the same people. Yeah. Be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. So, whether the pitch is going to do enough in the second innings to justify batting first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what have we learned? Don't get in Kane we trust when in it Kane comes to deciding after the toss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a big thing. He was saying the same, that he would bat him first. So that does sort of suggest that the the pitch is going to be, be worse and the normal benefits of batting second on a T20 aren't going to be there. True. Yeah. Oh.
But are we still in New yeah. Zealand trusting? I think we're going to make it. Yeah. I mean, I know both captains seem to think that the pitch is not there, but I don't know. I just feel I... T20s that the knowledge you get from batting second sort of Exactly, and I guess unless obviously they get a very good score, like I think if Afghanistan end up scoring like uh like one eighty, that'll be a tough tough chase. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. I think this um World Cup sort of shown that. I think even well, one fifties have been chaseable, but above that, like. Not been a, it hasn't been a super high-scoring um, tournament, really. Yeah, New Zealand definitely want to try and get uh, Afghanistan or under 160, I think. Definitely. Possibly even under 150. Yeah, if that's possible. Well, if... it uh, depends a lot on the Trenton Bolt and uh, Tim Saudi. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that first inning goes. When are they officially supposed to start? At 11. Yeah, first ball should be at 11 p.m. our time. Bangladesh and Afghanistan are assured of Super Bowl spots. And... Oh, that's because they beat Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> Those home things. So... Right, yeah. Is assured of a spot. So both West Indies and Sri Lanka will have to play that additional qualifying round. So basically, the winner and the runner-up of the T20 World Cup are in the Super 12s alongside the next six highest-ranked teams. So. England, Pakistan, India, New Zealand, South Africa, and Australia had already qualified. Uh, West Indies are in, are have to be in the qualifying round, and so does Sri Lanka, Bangladesh are through, along with Afghanistan. Yeah, thing. I wonder if Zimbabwe is allowed to play in the next 20 World Cup. Good question, really. Not sure. Because they were banned from this one. Yeah. And we got to see those wonderful jerseys from Papua New Guinea. Well, it seems to indicate that they're part of the um, qualifying. Okay, Zimbabwe are part of the qualifying, looks yeah. like, because the in the qualifiers uh, for the qualifiers, uh, Namibia, Scotland, Sri Lanka, and West Indies have already qualified. I assume because they managed to make it to the um, qualify for the tournament proper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the 12 teams that reached the Super 12 phase of the 2021 tournament auto-qualify for the 2022 tournament. 
The next four highest ranked sides are Zimbabwe, Nepal, the UAE. Yeah. Uh, along with the other guys, Ireland, Netherlands, Oman, and Papua New Guinea. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And the rest comes from regionals. So there's some interesting team in these regionals. The Philippines, mm -hmm. Hong Kong, Bahrain, yeah. Germany, and Jersey. There's going to be two from the Americas and another one from Africa. Yeah. What do we reckon? If Cameroon? Come on, Cameroon. Come on, you can do it. The match guy, like. Oh no, Sierra Leone seems to be steering the ship now. And Sierra Leone. Heading towards, towards that win. Okay, 58 for 3. In just 32 more runs from 64 balls. Yeah, that's a tough ask for Cameroon to defend, I think. Yeah. They need the wickets. If they get some wickets, it might be a different story. But that's you looking at the quick info. The worm for Sierra Leone's really shot up in the last couple of overs. So. Current, uh, the current partnership between Zahid Khan and Arvind Karai has steadied the ship. Mm -hmm. Like. They've been going just to, just over six runs and over for the last five overs. Which looks mostly to be this partnership. Yeah. Like it's before, we're not um, not looking as hot. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of diaspora people in this. Um, just looking at a lot of Indian names. Yeah, yeah. Chokar. Uh, who are in that Sierra Leone team, but there's not, at least by looking at the names, uh, and that's not always an indicator. No. Most of the people in the Cameroonian team seem to be like, you know, uh, Cameroonian. All those French surnames. Oh, yeah. So, interesting if they did make it through. Would be interesting. Yeah. You have to pull Cameroon happen to pull something out of the bag very shortly if they're gonna do it though. Yeah. They're actually commentary. No. That's ball by ball. Like ball by ball. Which is not bad. Which is yeah, it's still pretty cool. Good coverage cricket. But yeah, Zahid Khan is very quickly taking yeah. this game away. Yeah. From Cameroon. Cameroon. Looking at it, this is the playing for the bottom two teams in the Group B qualifier. Right. So Tanzania are on top of that group currently. They've played three matches. Everybody's played three matches. At Mozambique, who's played their fourth. This will be Sierra Leone's and Cameroon's fourth, I think. Tanzania is on top with six points, three wins. Botswana. Same. Net run rate of Tanzania is 6.2, or Botswana is 4.1. Then you go to Mozambique, yeah. so on two points, and Sierra Leone's on two points. 
Tanzania have made technically made it to an ICC tournament before. Oh yeah. And I believe in the 1974 ODI World Cup, they or 76, but anyway, there was East Africa in that tournament, which included Tanzania, um, back at uh, Tanzania, Uganda, and Kenya. All right. So yeah, this would be three their second appearance. They were to qualify. Pretty cool. So yeah, we are. Uh... Yeah, that'd be yeah. They're looking pretty good. I mean, they got top of the table clash starting later, and they play Botswana. Yeah. One, two, three. That'd be the last game. Yeah, pretty much be a winner takes all for this qualifier group. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. They were to get there. So, like, other than, I think, uh, Africa and Bermuda, almost every other team to have played in a uh, ICC World Cup sports, other, and Oman, who made their debut this time, obviously, yeah. um, they've all made a repeat appearance. Yeah, the, that's pretty cool. But yeah, the winner of that game will go to the final qualifier. That's Kenya, Nigeria, Uganda, and then the winner out of that, Botswana. Um, oh, this East okay. Africa also included Zambia. Oh, right. Oh. The four countries, Kenya, yeah. Uganda, Tanzania, Zambia. Then after the 86... basically after the 86 ICC trophy they split up but and right. the last two times they played together it didn't have Kenya because Kenya went <laughs> we're good enough Fair. we don't need you guys they didn't go the West Indies route and stay together yeah which is I think fair enough given mm. that most of these countries are big countries with a lot of people yeah yeah you know like I think Kenya and Tanzania are due in 2050 to have the largest in the world. Yeah. Demographics turn out right. The what would you like to see? Seem like the Philippines making it to the World Cup would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool, actually. A representative from Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah. And it's they're supposedly in the Pacific group for uh for crickets, so they technically yeah, East Asia are like Pacific, a, yeah. Yeah, so like after PNG, they're Taking the, uh, they're taking one of the slots from, uh, from the Asia, from the Pacific side. So teams like Fiji and Samoa Tonga have missed out, unfortunately. Yeah. 
because yeah, I know they get a lot of uh, rightfully uh, lots of exposure for their rugby, but the, uh, the Polynesian islands uh, who are like you know New Zealand, Australian, and English colonies are all also like cricket's a big game there. Yeah, yeah. It's an intrinsic part of their culture. Yes. Yeah. Not as intrinsic as rugby, but it's an intrinsic part of their culture too. Like, like it is the the summer game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, it looks like the actual qualifying tournament was cancelled. So the Philippines went through just because they were highest ranks out of all the the teams in that. That region. Yeah. But who do we who do we like from that Americas group? We're just having a look. There's no games played. There's Argentina, the Bahamas, Belize, Bermuda. Canada, Panama, uh, and the USA. Could be interesting to see. Um, the USA are t playing two games the same day. Hey, look at that, they are too. I also know everybody's playing very close together. Yeah. Yeah, that is um, pretty crazy. In the same ground, but still. One after the other must be, isn't you? Yeah? <laughs> you play Belize at 9.30 and then play Panama at 1.30. Yeah. Anybody else get craziness like that? Oh yeah. Belize do it the next day on the 8th. Right. So Canada and Panama. So it looks like everybody's going to do it, maybe. United States play the next day as well, the 8th, and there's a day off on the 9th. Yeah, and Argentina play two days, two games on the 10th. That's be a... That's working out a pretty crazy yeah. schedule for them all, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only two cricket grounds in Antigua, so... Two yeah. big ones, I guess. I see standard ones. I'm sure there's lots of cricket grounds in Antigua. <laughs> But I guess it's easier as well that they're hosting it all in the one place, which yeah, is yeah. good. But it's literally like starting this week and ending this week. But it's like a, it's an interesting group of players. Yeah. Like, you're looking at Argentina, it looks like it's all locals. Hardly yeah, yeah. any diaspora people in that team. Yeah, it's looking very localized. And with to be fair to the other countries, if just because they have an East Indian name doesn't mean they're not locals. Yeah, yeah, no. Like the Caribbean obviously has a long history of Indian people living there, continent in general. Yeah. And you said before, it's not a a perfect um yeah. way of determining anything. Exactly. It but it shows heritage a bit as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. You're more likely to have grown up with a cricketing 
culture. Yeah. Most. Yeah. So that's not a perfect um, fit either. So. And yeah. say, obviously, um, the people playing in the Argentinian squad have grown up with some sort of cricketing um, culture because they're playing cricket. So. So there's an interesting thing that the first, because India bans players who play for India to play in any tournaments over uh, T20 franchise tournaments. Right. The, uh, so there's an Indian player who's play, playing in the Big Bash League next year, whose name escapes me now. Basically, he's moved to America to play for the United States team. He's going to play Major League Cricket, so he's oh, cool. No longer qualifies for India, but he captained uh, the under 19s Indian team to the uh, well, under 19s World Cup. Oh, cool! Back in the day, as a team which included players like you know Virat Kohli and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no surprises they won the under 19s World Cup. Yeah, the anthems are going. Yeah. After the anthems, or we might as well say goodbye on stream now, and I'll. All right. Well, good luck, everyone. We hope you enjoy the match if you're watching. But yeah, let us know what you think. Stuff you want to bring up as well. But in the meantime, take care. And hope you enjoyed yourself. And thank you for listening. Catch you next time.